Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 24. Let's get it going. Debo, what are you drinking tonight, man? Went back to progression this weekend. Connect the dots. No doubt. Woo! Fantastic beer. We also got takeout from Philos Taverna in Northampton, some Greek food. Fantastic. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And I got that, that Trillium delivery, so I'm drinking Farnsworth Street IPA. Guys, Rock on. It, it looks delicious. Looks and it great. Delicious too. No doubt. All right. It's big news. Happy news. Let's get excited about something for once in our lives. The Washington NFL football team is going to change their name. It's about damn time, D. What do you think? It's about time, right? Um, so it looks like they're going to retire the logo and the name. Right From what I've heard, they're, they're thinking about a military name. Okay. Don't know what that means. I know a lot of people want them to go with the Red Tails, which I guess is some sort of uh, plane from uh, okay. wartime. But, you know, it's it, – it's crazy that it took this long, and I'm sure I'm sure you, you had said that you're going to go in on this, and I'm sure I'm going to set you up perfectly for it because my thought is, like, it took Snyder to f- lose money by FedEx pulling and Nike pulling uh, apparel off of there. It's only because it's messing with his pockets than because he actually wanted to change the name. Yeah, Daniel Snyder's a piece of shit. I mean, he's an <laughs> awful human being. And he has run that team into the ground. They are always bad, pretty much since he's taken over. They've been pretty terrible all the way along. This is completely financially motivated. Because here's my deal. It literally took those guys pulling money out of his pocket. And within a couple of days, he's like, let's change that team name. This conversation has been going on forever. People have been asking them to change the name forever. And every time they do, He's like, no, we're not going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. Now, all of a sudden, the money comes out of his pocket, and what do you know? He's ready to change the name. He's ready to do it over freaking night. Yeah. I mean, this is something that people thought, oh, it might take a couple weeks. It might take a couple months. And he's like, yep, we're changing the name. Done. Got to keep that money coming in. Listen, if it was this easy, why not do it a long time ago? And again, like you said, it's all about the dollars and cents. Um, Did you hear, though, that some guy has bought up all the trademarks for all potential names that they might use. So they're going to have to purchase the trademark for the name for a, if they go with one of this guy's names that he's trademarked. They're going to pay him a bunch of money. So, like, kudos to him. That's how you know Dan Snyder is such an idiot and that he wasn't even thinking about doing this because at any point in time he could have had the all the lawyers and all the people that he has working for him go out there and grab these names, trademark them, so in the event that they yeah. ever changed – he could do it but you know what too bad so sad dan you're losing money yeah. play, and you're gonna lose money through the trademark and i mean yeah because they have to have i'm sure they bought up the website the web page names so yeah it's gonna be that's gonna be awesome so the to twitter see. names are taken i'm sure all that stuff yeah totally here's the deal it's good news they're changing the name it's a smart move i'm glad they're doing it i'm glad they're doing it right away and i'm glad that daniel snyder lost money because of it so my question, my question to you is, Braves said they're going to keep their, cha- their name, but they're going to talk about the chop a little bit more. That name will be gone soon. 
Blackhawks are going to keep their name. And it sounds like the Indians are starting to look a little bit more. Why do you think the, why do you think the Braves are going to have to change their name? I, I just wait till the money gets pulled out. I just, I'm just going to put it out there. I think the minute that dollars start coming out of turn, is it Turner still owes that owns them? Is it, I'm not sure if they are, but the minute that the money starts coming out of folks pockets, they're going to consider the, the name change. Well, I mean, the reason they changed the Redskins is because of the racist name of that. Braves aren't really a racist name. I think they should get rid of the Tomahawk. They should probably get, and, and that's even on the Braves shirt, right? Where it has the Tomahawk and they should get rid of the chop and they should get rid of, um, they don't use it very often, but once in a while they have the, the Indian face. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a Brave is racist. Am I, if I'm wrong, please. I, I don't, I, I think, it's just a smart move in 2020 to get yourself as far away from a situation that can be construed as racist or can be construed as a negative thing toward whether it's people of color, whether it's Native Americans, wh whoever it may be, right? Yeah. Like, if there is a large group of people that are saying this is insulting to us, then maybe you should think about changing your name because the reality is no one really cares about the name. Yeah. They're going to cheer for the team no matter what. Washington's going to change their name. They might lose a few fans, and we probably know why those fans are going to leave because they're idiots, but most of the people are going to stick by their team, and most people have been asking them to do this for a while. It's the same thing with the Indians. The Indians, they got rid of the logo yep. and some of their stuff off their hat. They've been like – They've been moving in this direction for a while, right? And again, I just think that – I don't want to say that it's it's intended to be racist. I don't think it is. I will say that we need to be conscious of the fact that if it is upsetting to the, the people that they are trying to identify with, then they should consider changing their name. You know? Fair enough. All right, let's move to the NBA. The odds on favor – to win the NBA championship, just lost a big, well, a decent part of their lineup today. Rajon Rondo out six to eight weeks. What do you think? What does that mean, D? They're down two defenders now, right? Uh, Avery Bradley's not playing. Yeah, totally. COVID, and not, well, not because he has COVID, but because he's deciding that his family is more important because he has the uh, he has a child who has uh, – um, respiratory problems. Yep. And then Rondo now, I mean, six to eight weeks, that puts them back if everything works out right. Maybe the Western, Con Western Conference Finals. Yep. I mean, they don't need them for the ball handling because LeBron can do that. They have enough on their team to, you know, to get the ball over the court. But just the, the veteran defense um, and someone who, if, you know, if he plays like he can, it, it, it gives that extra, that extra spark. But, you know, they're still going to do great. They're going to be fine. They have arguably the best player in the league mm -hmm. and a top five player in the league. I mean, they'll be fine. I, yes. I think they will be fine if he's back by the Western Conference Finals because they are essentially replacing Rondo and Avery Bradley with Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. You want to see LeBron lose his shit is watch those guys chase around Kawhi and Paul George for 48 minutes. 
Like, and your and to your to your point, LeBron can care can handle the ball, right? But Avery Bradley and and Rondo are two guys that play defense. They're team players, and they can handle the rock a little bit, yeah. right? Who who's their point guard right now? And I know they have guards. Like I, I they have guards. They've got Caruso. They've got some other guys. Uh, Pope or whatever. I know they have some guys. Yeah. But you're losing two veteran, smart, savvy defenders and replacing them with two guys that are known to be full-on gunslingers, one that hasn't played in the NBA this year and one that didn't play for a lot of the NBA basically because I don't think that the team wanted him to play. Right. And so it's going to be interesting. LA is going to have to come together real quick and figure their stuff out because – Yes, they were always going to rely on LeBron and Anthony Davis to take them to the championship, but now you don't got that guy coming off the bench. You, I mean, Rondo, yeah, he's not going to make a lot of jump shots, but his passing is still top-notch. His defend, defending is still top-notch. His team defense is impeccable. Like, this is a guy that makes your team better. Yep. Deion Waiters, if he's not hitting shots, I don't know how he makes your team better. Yeah, he is not the same defensive player as Avery Bradley or Rondo. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, so, if, I mean, if Rondo gets back by the, the Western Conference Finals, that'll help, right? Yeah. Because that'll help on the defensive end with those guys. But if not, it could, it could be trouble for them. You're going to need a, a her, her, Herculean effort from LeBron uh, to get past uh, the Clippers, I think, if they're not around. If, if yeah, and I mean, that just means that he's going to be playing um, – they'll be playing defense on Paul George or Kawhi if – not both on and off, right. which is going to be exhausting. Right. Right. And when those two guys are on the court, who's, you know, Kuzma, some of these other guys are going to have to pick up the slack. And I, I don't know that they're as good defensively. Agreed. Speaking of the NBA, today it was announced that two players inside the bubble, mm. already there, yep, have tested positive and now need to leave the bubble. This on top of the number of players, including Russell Rusbrook, who have already tested positive, who thankfully are in good spirits and healthy, but a growing number of players who haven't showed up for their team sites yet. A lot of people thinking that that has to do with positive tests. Dude, what's going on with the NBA in this bubble thing? I mean, out of three, they tested 322 players. Two players tested positive. Out of those 322 players at the bubble, the bubble that are in the bubble right that are in the bubble right now like you said westbrook tested positive he's not at the bubble already so he's gonna quarantine i mean then uh, i forgot the guy's name holmes maybe he he broke quarantine to get food delivery now he has to not quarantine he broke the bubble now right. he has to quarantine right. and then there was another one who accidentally broke quarantine um <laughs> he hit like what like Get it done, people. Like, <laughs> you guys said you wanted to play. Just do it. So, I, I mean, this is this is funny. I don't even know how it ended up in my feed. I, I'm sure someone retweeted it. But some, I would assume some basketball female was like, I've already been invited to the bubble. Like. Mm. Oh, I mean, come on, bro. Like, 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 you're there. Your job is to go just play basketball for eight weeks. This is – I'm not going off on this, but the more I think about it, these bubble ideas are a complete result of the reality of this country that we are unable 
to take this thing seriously. That's all I'm going to say. I yeah. hope it works out. I hope they get in the bubble and nobody tests positive. Though people in the MLS that are in their bubble and already playing have already tested positive. Like, and I hope everybody has a speedy recovery. Everybody's healthy. I'm just worried that this is going to be an absolute clusterfuck, dude. I, I hate to say it, but I think a lot of these sports, NBA, football, MLB, I think those are the ones that are going to have a hard time continuing because they're all in the United States. Canada, I, I think the NHL is probably the one that's going to be fine. And I don't – and I like – when I say I don't think that it's going to be fine, I mean like I could see the NBA not finishing their season this year and just being like, you know what, scrap it, we'll figure it out, and we're not even going to have playoffs. We're not even going to worry about finishing the season. Just a reminder, folks, that the, the soccer leagues all over the world are doing just fine. Doing just fine. Let's not get down on the Major League Baseball, though, because tonight yeah, yeah. we're doing the NL Central. Central. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Let's start right at the top. Chicago Cubs. Who's your pick for most important player of the team? Most important player? So that's where we're going with this one? I don't know. You, you know, players, players that, to watch, breakout player. Yeah. My you know, like, person I'm going to watch, I guess. That so, makes the move, D. Come on. So I was looking through the lineup, looking at the stats. You know, they had six players last year hit between 25 and 32 homers. They can match. And then they, and then they had two other players that were at – 24 and 22. Yeah. Did they make That's the playoffs? A, I'm sorry? I don't think they made the playoffs, though, huh? Ooh, I don't remember. Uh, pitching not that great, Doc. Yeah. So the offense, as we, can, as we just talked about, was pretty stacked. Um, they got Darvish, Kyle Kendricks, Lester. They combined for 93 starts last year, and they got a total of 30 wins out of those games. With all those home wins. runs they were hitting, right? With all those home runs they were hitting. With all those home runs. So, for them to make a run and to get over the 32 wins, I'm going to go with John Lester this year. I, oh, and just man. Because I just wanted to pick a pitcher because I should pick all three of them pitch, all, all three of the pitchers. But Lester, man, he's been there. He's 36 years old. He's won with Boston. He's won with Chicago. He's done it. You know – if they're going to make a run, it's going to be on Lester's shoulders. He just got – he, you know, hopefully he can get back to his couple years ago when he was pitching. He doesn't even have to be the dominant guy he was three, four years ago. If he can get a little bit, you know, just a little bit less than that, I think I think they have a good shot. I mean, Darvish, if he gets, stays healthy, mm -hmm. he is a good pitcher. Absolutely. So they have the opportunity because of that offense and they have enough pitching, but – I think they, they need to find one stud, and I want to, I want Lester to do that this year. Well, and so one of the other big things is they got a new manager, right? They've had Joe Madden for the last however many years. He delivered the championship to them, and now they go with David Ross, the former player, guy that everybody really likes. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah. I'm going with Chris Bryant. I think he's the guy – he's the most explosive guy offensively for them. And they, like you said, they got a ton of guys that can hit. They got Baez, they got Rizzo, they got Schwarber, they got Contreras. They, they can absolutely go. They had Castellanos last year, and now he's with the Reds. We'll talk about him in a minute. But Bryant's the guy that if – he he's the guy that can carry a team. He's their Christian Yelich. He's their Mike Trout. If he's playing to, up to his ability, he can, can, he can dominate. Yep. 
And so for me, I want to see, and especially there's been some back and forth with him and the team about contract, about extensions. This is his second to last year in arbitration. So he's got one more left. So he's really playing for that next contract. Um, and so I just want to see if he just kind of absolutely goes off in this 60 game season. And if he does, I think they're going to be really good because again, they've got the offense, but if they have some guy that can show up every day and dominate and then get a little pitching, like you mentioned, I think they could be a really good team. Yep. Over under 32 D. I got, a, I got over. So do I, what do you know? I don't know about how much I'll say this. Your, your point about the pitching is well pointed out. And as I mentioned, like it, it wasn't great last year. And I'll add Jose Quintana to the mix. He's a guy they got from the Cubs or not. I mean, from the White Sox and he's been good for them. They've got four solid starters. I think yep. they're going to be all right, but I think they go over as well. Awesome. All right. Next up, the Cincinnati Reds. Before we got this podcast started, we were talking about how just a couple of years ago, they were trash. They were not very good. Now, they're looking like a team that can make a run. Who's your player? Going with another 36-year-old and Joey Votto. Going with him. Okay, my man. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league since 2007. Had a couple of down years in 2018-19 with 12 and 15 homers. Mm -hmm. you know, that's back-to-back -back seasons with under 300 batting average and under 15 home runs. He's got to get back to where he was hitting. I mean, obviously at this point, he's not going to hit 35 home runs because it's only 60 game season, but he's got to be on that pace. I think he needs to get his average back up to near 300 for this team to really, um, really make that run. But it, I, I don't see it. I honestly don't see it happening, but that's, I think that's what the key is. Yeah, they're another team that has – they got kind of a squad on offense. You know, like Suarez comes out of nowhere. He's bashing home runs all the place. Votto's a, still a really good player. You just yeah. signed Castellanos uh, in free agency. They got the big guy, Amistad, whatever his name is, yeah. who's just a big home run hitter. I'm going pitching. I'm going Trevor Bauer. That's their ace. And yeah. in a short season – I think a true ace that goes out. I mean, if you think about it, if he has 12 starts, right, he pitches every fifth day, you know, that, you know, you look at their numbers, 31 and a half. That's if he were to go out and pitch really well, every start, now he's not going to do it, but he pitches well every start. It's a third of the games they could potentially scratch up as, as wins for them. Right. He's a guy that's kind of been up and down, but he's the real deal. In my opinion, he's also a, you know, absolutely insane in terms of like his personality. So that's why I'm here for it. So yeah, I definitely thought of Bauer. Was he hurt last year? Because he had a pretty terrible year last year. No, I mean I don't know. I don't know if he was injured. I think he obviously he got traded. Oh, I forgot from, about that. From Cleveland to to Cincinnati, pretty bad team on the come up. He didn't pitch well at all, so maybe he was hurt. Who knows? But again, he's a guy, big arm, loud mouth, Twitter's off the chains. I'm just here for him being the guy. Yeah, I, the picture he posted with the, with him in the in the clubhouse with the Astros shirt, and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was definitely taking some nice shots at them. Let's just say that if they play the Astros this year, multiple folks are getting heaters toward the head. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right, the over-under is 31 and a half. What do you got? You know, it, it, the Reds have left a bad taste in their mouth over the years, so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to come up short and go 
under. Okay. Okay. I went under too. But I will say, I, I think just barely. I think they actually get to 31. Like, I think they go 30, 30 or 31 wins. I think they're a team that's moving in the right direction. I don't know that they have enough pitching. And if they can add some pitching to this team next year, I think they're going to be a really strong team. Agreed. Next up, All right. Brewers. Your boy, right? This is your boy. This is your number two overall pick in the fantasy baseball draft. Fantasy baseball, yeah. Who's your guy? And that would be the cheap answer, Christian Yelich, right? I mean, he's who everyone's going to keep their eye on, but I'm going to go even cheaper, and it's going to be whoever bats behind Yelich. But I have a name. Okay. So I looked at every single batting order for all 162 games last year. Wow. Yelich batted second pretty much all season until the last 42 games where he moved to the third three-hole. And Keston – Kiura, my man, cleanup hitter. He hit, you know, he was smacking the ball around. He hit 19 home runs and 314 at bats. Not bad for a rookie. And I think he is going to be the player to watch. He's going to put that protection behind Yelich, and you know they're going to have to pitch them. So I could see, I could see a little, you know, pitching around Yelich. Let's just get to the the second year player and see if we can get him out and. I think he it's he's gonna do he's gonna be great this year. I think. I'm going Yelich. You're going Yelich. I'm, yeah. well, I'm going Yelich. Yeah. And I'll say this. And I think about a guy like Mike Trout. I think about some of these other guys that we've talked about. I don't see the Brewers being that good this year. Hint, hint on my over under. I don't see it in their lineup. I know they've got a couple of young guys, a couple of guys that that can hit. I don't see it in their pitching staff. I know they got a hater who's a lights-out closer, but, like, I think that, that Yelich, if they have a chance to win games this year, he's going to have to be his MVP self. So he's just the guy for me. Like, without him, I think this team is, is worse than the Pirates this year. I just don't – I don't see it. Like, I look at it and, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't studied this stuff that much, but, like, I think they're relying on MVP performance from him, and I think he's got to give it. So he's my guy in this one. Over under, 31. 31, I'm going over. And I went under. I just, you know, and again, I could be way off. Maybe I'm looking at their team and I just don't get the names, but I don't feel it. Well, no, I mean, I can get it. The, the pitching is a little scary. Like, nothing jumps off the, off the screen at you when you look at their lineup, their, uh, their starting pitchers. You know, if, if you give them the Cubs pitching, I think you're, you're a lot happier with the pitching, but they, that's not what they have. I guess we'll see what happens. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Deep breath. The Pittsburgh Pirates are up. All right. This so is first it. thing I – Go ahead. Yeah. Please, mate. Go ahead. First thing I thought of when I saw this team, is this the – am I looking at the San Francisco Giants right now? This is like – this to me is worse than the Giants because the Giants won World Series recently. Well, that's this fair. Team has been awful forever. No, and I mean, they, they, same kind of thing though. They got they got a couple, they got four veterans that kind of stand out: Polanco, Gregory Polanco, Bell, Frazier, and Dyson. Dyson's not really a great player, but he's you know he's a veteran, so 
maybe he can put something together. Not going to hold my breath on it. I agree with you. I think they're going to be worse off than San Francisco. So I'm – and when I see a team like this, I'm like, let's pick young talent because that's, what's, that's what you're looking for to build your franchise on. So I came through with um, – oh, the other thing I want to mention is Chris Archer is not coming back this year. He had surgery. So where's the pitching? He's also not been very good since been drinking. Yeah, like, that off. is also fair. I mean, um, so I went with the left side of the defense, like I think you did in the first, uh, the first iteration of this. Third baseman, Colin Moran, and shortstop, Kevin Newman. And this is going to get some crazy because I got some good stats on this. I'm here for it. All right. Um, I think Moran needs to get a little bit more pop in his bat. For a third baseman, he's, he's in the low um, you know, 10, 12 home runs. But he also has to, he needs to improve his fielding percentage. He's at 95.7%, which is not great. It's good. But it's not it's not going to put you up in uh, an all star mm-hmm. uh, gold glove category. And Newman, his fielding percentage right now is ninety seven point one percent. Which, if he was to do that for his whole career, he would be in the top seventy five in the history of fielding percentage, which is crazy. Still very early, but um, if they can do that and save some runs, you know, it might help them win a few games. That's the best I got. Literally, just made my brain hurt. I'm sorry. With all those stats. Like, I, I, I need a minute. I need a minute. I'm not going with those guys. I'm not going with Josh Bell. I'm not going with Polanco. I'm going with James Tallion, the second overall pick in the 2010 draft. He's been with the Pirates the whole time. God bless him. <laughs> he had a pretty good year last year. The numbers look like they could be decent this year. He's obviously a guy that was drafted high, so he's got some stuff. Taking him a while to get to this point. I just want him to have a good season so maybe he gets traded or, or maybe gets to sign a free agent contract somewhere else because, like, playing for the Pirates must be awful. <laughs> so imagine you get traded to the Pirates or you get drafted by the Pirates. You must think, God, let me get through my six years of, of pre-arb and arbitration and let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, Chris Archer got traded from the Rays to the Pirates. Like, 15 years ago, wash. Now he's like, I'm going from a team that's – trying to win games to a team that literally stinks like all hell year in and year out all the time. Like you mentioned the giants, like, like I said, the giants won super or they won world series recently. Like they were really good. They still have really good players on the team. They're trying to win though. Probably not really well, but they're trying. This seems like trying over under D 25 and a half, 25 and a half. Why is it that high? Right. I mean, that, that could have been at 21 and a half, and I still would have said under. Not only that, but, like, in this division, they might win 15 games. And and they have to play the AL East, which – I'm sorry, the AL Central, which, like you, you said before, usually there's only two. Twins. Really. Indians. Yep. White Sox are going to come up. Yep. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, we're going under on that one, Doc. That's gonna be a that that would be that's easy money right there to me. I can't wait! I can't wait to watch a, a Pirates Mariners game. Oh wait, we won't be subjected to that because they don't have to play each other this year. Yikes! Right? Yikes! Maybe like a Pirates Royals. All right, finally we finished with the team that's probably been the most consistent. Yep. St. Louis Cardinals. 
Lots of talent all over the field. They do a great job through the draft, bringing players along. What you got, D? It's insane how they do it. Like, right? Like, sometimes I'm like, who? How are they winning games? Right. But they do it. Um, I'm going with Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. Um, you know, he had good power last year, but his average dropped mm -hmm. from his career average. Like, the fantasy owner, I completely know that. Yeah, like his career average before last year was just under 300, and he batted 260 last year. Well, I'll say this. He had a really bad start. Yep. As a fantasy owner, he got off to an awful start, but I think he finished really strong. But you're absolutely right. The average is way off the mark. So, I, you know, if he gets back to his three, almost 300 average – and he can hit 15 homers in those 60 games, 15, 16, maybe 17 homers. They're going to be tough to beat because they have enough power in that lineup. Again, I think your pitching is a little – it's okay. I mean, I, Wainwright is your fourth, which, you know, great pitcher in the past. But right. I don't know if he's really starting material anymore. So, I think it's going to be on the offense, and I think Goldschmidt is the one that is going to have to carry them. I don't have to say anything. You said it all. I picked Goldsmith, and my thing literally says, if he, if he rakes, they win. Yep. They do have a guy named Ponce de Leon on their pitching staff, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. But I think their pitching is good enough, but if he gets back to where he was in Arizona in his first year in, in, in St. Louis, they're going to be a really good team. So I'm and, that, and that's what I put. If he gets back to his Arizona numbers, it's over, and I'm going over. I'm going over, too. I'm with you on that. All right. Now comes the big time. Who's your MVP of the division? So, obviously, we've talked about how I drafted Yelich second overall in fantasy baseball, which means I want him to have MVP-type numbers. I went back and forth between him and Goldschmidt because I think Goldschmidt is going to have a fantastic year, but there is no reason not to go Yelich here. I'm going Yelich for the MVP because – I think that if Goldschmidt really struggles, what'd you say? I said because he's really fucking good. Because he's really fucking good. But if Goldschmidt struggles, the Cardinals can still make a run. Right. If Yelich struggles, like you said, this team is bad. So I'm going Yelich as the MVP. I, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing, but I, I had, I shared a very similar thought to you, except I was thinking about Chris Bryant. Like, I think kind of in the same vein of Goldschmidt. I think if he reaches kind of the potential that he had a couple of years ago and gets hot, he's the kind of guy that could carry them into the postseason. But in the same vein, there's a bunch of guys around him that can still hit home runs, that can still drive in runs. They've got a pitching staff that can be successful. And you're right. If Yelich falters, that team's going to be bad. And I don't think that Yelich is going to falter. I think he's still going to be the MVP of, of, of the, the, the NL Central. But his numbers last year were absolutely asinine like they were through the roof ridiculous and he can still be the, the mvp of the nl central and not hit those numbers and i think that's probably what happens he's still that good and they still aren't going to be a very good team i like it all right man well that's it anything else tonight before we get out of here well we i think we do have to go over the division winner do we have to do the division winner is that what we've done we've been doing division winners damn oh. all right well who's your division winner well, I got three overs, Cardinals, Brewers, and Cubs. Yep. 
man, it, it, it's hard. I am going to go with the Cubs. I'm going Cardinals. I only had two overs, so it was easy. I had to pick one or the other. Cardinals or like, Cubs. Yeah, I, I just don't see how I, – I mean, I, I can see how the Cardinals are going to do it, and I can see how the Cubs are do it. And I honestly think the Brewers it, – it's going to be a, a dog fight all year. And, unfortunately, it's going to be such a dog fight that I think you have to win the division to get into the playoffs yeah. in the Central. Well, and it's interesting because I do feel like the Central is one of those those divisions every year where, like, up until the end, I feel like, I, I, and I don't know this for sure, but I feel like a lot of times the wild card does come out of them just because there's a there's two or three teams that are absolutely going at it all year long. So I don't know. Maybe Chicago and, and, and I think Chicago and St. Louis are going to separate themselves just because they are the two best teams in the division. And yeah. I think I could I could see a scenario where those both of those teams make the playoffs. No doubt. I can't wait to get to the uh... – the, the full prediction show to figure out where the wild cards are going to come from and it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. All right. Till next time, you got one last thing to say or what? Uh, I got nothing other than wear your fucking mask. It's going to be, it's going to be every single sign off from here on out. I'm getting over it. I, I'm over it. Bruh. You ain't got to tell me where your mask folks. I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it to everyone listening out there. I know. I know. And, and again, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Breonna Taylor died in her sleep. She was killed by cops. Those cops have been brought to justice. Somebody do something about it. We'll see y'all next time, y'all. Peace.